You're listening to the Platte River Bard. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Platte River Bard. This is Chris Berger. And I'm Sherry Berger. And we are here today with the artistic director for the Beatrice Community Players, Jamie Ulmer. Jamie, how are you doing today, sir? I am uh, doing as well as can be expected, all things considered, in these wonderfully chaotic times that we are living in right now. <laughs> Wonderful. And you guys are adapting really well. Yes. The, yeah, the community players have been adapting very well, as I see. Yeah, you know, this has been uh, a challenge, but also a wonderful opportunity for us as an organization to examine all of our programming um, and to find ways to continue to uh, be engaged with our community um, and our audiences. Because, you know, if you're doing this and if, if producing theater and being involved in the community is important, it should be important whether or not there is a pandemic going on or whether or not yeah. it's all rainbows and unicorns yeah, uh, outside. Right. Right. So you got to find a way to make it important and make it last regardless of the circumstance. Right. And you guys are doing that. You have lots of things that you've been doing in in the meantime, and then you have some things that are coming up, and we wanted to talk with you about those. Uh, yes, you're sort of adjusting as as I as a lot of folks are doing these days. One of the things I was uh, we were saying this towards the beginning of the year, and uh, it it seems to be. Uh, happening it looks like we're going to smaller cast shows which only makes sense and and i thought this uh the, the show that you guys have coming up or murderers was kind of a brilliant way to uh deal with that where it's there's three people but they're it's all monologues yeah so yeah, exactly no, there's no really interaction between the characters it's it's like the perfect it was like perfectly made uh right for now <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, you know, that's that's been one of the really um, kind of fun things, actually. If if I dare say it, fun things at this time um, has been exploring all of these other kinds of shows that, yeah. as an organization, we probably would have never looked at before. Yeah. Um, you know, because Murderers wasn't on our initial season. Um, and also okay. back in August, we came back with our first live in-person uh, production uh, called The Outrageous Adventures of Sheldon and Mrs. Levine. Yes. Which was a two-person show, which was kind of like a twisted version of Love Letters, if you know that yes. uh, show. Okay. Uh, we do. And it was like, yes. a, it was it was a mom and a, and a son um, writing these, these really crazy letters back and forth to each other driving each other insane that's um, hilarious and, yeah and so and since actually since then i know that another theater um is doing that show because it's it's you know it's written to be read you know it's yeah. a it's a reading piece yeah um, so we we put that show up in less than three weeks I'm sure, um and yeah. i know I know that um, Hastings is doing it right now and they're just recording it, but we did ship one of our props um, to them uh, just the other day. So, oh, cool. you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a chance. This has really been a chance to discover these these kind of small little gems of shows yeah. that for for the honestly, you know, most of us ignore those kind of shows because we're looking for big name shows. We're looking for big sure. box office results. We're looking for things where we can put a lot of our people in it uh, yeah. or a recognizable title. Um, and that's not what this time is for now. Right. You know, this is right. this is this is surviving. It's sustaining art. Mm -hmm. It's connecting with the community. Um, 
but it's doing it safely. And the way to do that safely right now is with these little these these little plays. Yes, and there's a guy there, there, and there's just millions of them out there. All these little kinds of different productions, smaller cast productions that I yeah, like, like you said, that you never would have found. But now everybody's kind of going through them, and 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 look what you found. Uh, Murderer sounds great. Um, I, I totally stole this from your website, and I'm going to read it. Um, uh, it's, uh, I was going to read it, but he got oh, it first. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. So you go know. ahead. Okay, all right, all right, I'll read it. I'll read it, I'll read it. It's on I'll just interject. It, well, there, there, there may be a murder on the podcast. <laughs> I know. I'm afraid. We, we never know. It could happen. All right, let's see. All right, I got my new glasses, so this is going to be great. Uh, this dark comedy features three monologues about revenge, blackmail, money, jealousy, justice, and murder. Performed separately... The tales depict desperate passion, old wounds, and cold calculations that intersect in the sun-drenched world of the Riddle Key Luxury Retirement Village in Florida. Each story is a cat-and-mouse mystery featuring culprits who tell how they decide to commit the perfect crime and what tripped them up along the way. Haha, directed by Tyler Rhine. Rennie. Rennie. I knew I was going to screw that up. Stage manager, <laughs> Paige Patton. Got that right. And uh, we have the characters of Gerald, Lucy, and Minka, played by Mason Gustafson, Carla, uh, say that again for me. Lomacher. Lomacher. And, uh, and uh, Jillian Carter, respectively. Uh, and uh, Carla and Jillian, I guess this is their first time on stage with you guys. Jillian which is, is pretty good. Yes. Minka. Yes. Lots of love to Jillian. She has been on this podcast. Yes, so friend of the show, Jillian. She is a, a beloved... Uh, yes, of our podcast. Yes, and uh, and of course, you didn't know that this uh, this is a COVID substitution show, obviously, like we just talked about, <laughs> and, and it sounds great. It, it goes from uh, October go October twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty fifth, thirtieth, thirty first, and November first. That's great, and uh, and perfect for Halloween. Yeah, yeah. they say perfect. It really is perfect yeah. for the season. Yeah. yeah, and it will also be available um, streaming as well. Oh. And you will stream it. Excellent. So how do you stream um, on Yeah, how are you guys your, doing that? How does that work if someone wanted to do that? Well, I draw a lot of pictures really fast, and then I <laughs> mail them the envelope, and they, they flip through it. No. <laughs> that is awesome. Live streaming theater. I'll sign yeah. up for that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, what, what we've been doing with our streaming of shows is that we film, uh, we get permission to film um, one performance, and then we uh, edit that together, uh, and then we make it available um, uh, to rent pay-per-view. Um, the last uh, three shows that we've done, uh, we've done it that way. Um, cool. And we've decided that that's easier than doing a live stream, just yeah. because you never know what will happen with the internet. Exactly. Um, yes. Yes. Um, or a computer freezing up and deciding it needs to update Windows at exactly that moment. Yeah. Um, there's so. So, problems. but we. You know, we said it's not just putting a camera in the back of the house and turning it on. You know, we we do a three camera setup. Um, oh, nice! And and, uh, and so we've got a, a a long a long shot, a medium, and a, a little bit closer um, on either on either side of the stage. And uh, you know, we uh, edit edit the shows together. And uh, you know, that's a, a skill that I have been learning. Uh, during this is to become a, a, a video editor, uh, which yes. I've done some some uh, when we do our promotional <laughs> videos and stuff. But uh, uh, this wasn't a skill set that was uh, in my hat before, but it is now. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. We've all had to kind of do that. 
I understand. I completely. think that's really great that, that you guys aren't just doing the static camera, you know, sitting at the back mm -hmm. of the auditorium and uh, and just filming it. I like the fact you guys are doing three different cameras, and uh, I, I think that is really neat. Uh, I would absolutely do that. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think that needs to be yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, kind of a, more of a standard than just the plain old camera at the back of the room. Right. You know, yeah. and it's not, it's, you know, it, it's not, you know, uh, Hamilton film quality, you know, but. Well, no, uh, it's not supposed but to it's, be. You know, it's, no. Yeah, but it's better than, you know, just a one camera that you can't see anybody's face because the yeah. camera's in the control booth or something. Yeah. Uh, well, and it still feels like live theater, so that's Yeah. Great. Well, yeah. and that's why also why we film a performance. We, uh, on the first video we put out, we put film before a live studio audience in the opening credits. Um <laughs> Cool. And uh, uh, but we film opening night, and then you also hear the audience reactions to right. it because we're pulling the audio yeah. for the shows. We're pulling it through our sound system, uh, and so it's not the cameras, mics. It's the sound system mm -hmm. uh, catching not okay. only the actors but also the audience response. Uh, and so it it sounds like you know there's 200 people in there when you're he hearing it on the video. <laughs> sure. When in, in a, when in fact, you know, there's only like 30 people in there with social distancing. <laughs> you got but, your loudest uh, 30 people. Yeah, right. yes, exactly. Well, that's usually the way it works out for us is that opening night are usually our most boisterous audiences. Mm -hmm. uh, so that, that works out great. That. Yes. Uh, between <laughs> between the audience and then we've got uh, cardboard cutouts filling a bunch of the empty seats right now. Excellent. Um, uh, so it it really looks like it's a much That's larger neat. audience than it is. Cool. Uh, the actors really appreciate that. That's great, and that keeps people from deciding that they're gonna change, take the, you know, they're gonna sit somewhere that you don't want them to sit. So yeah, yeah. Well, reserve. We always do reserve seating. So, yeah. um, but uh, but yeah, uh, and it also uh, we encourage people to take selfies because they're like musical theater celebrities uh, yeah. cutouts oh, or they're classic characters of theater. Um, okay, you know, so yeah. so it's you know, it, we encourage them to take the take a selfie with it and uh, post it on their social media and say that they felt safe being at the theater because that's what's really important right now yes. is to let the audiences know that they are we are looking out for them that we are taking every precaution possible yes and we are making sure that they're having a safe experience some theaters are catching some flack for for going ahead but you got to understand how they're going ahead if there's a safe way to do this and there is that you're going to figure it out and that's what you're going to do and no, you're not going to be able to get a bunch of people in the building like you used to. You know, those days are gone for a while, maybe forever. And that's fine. And and no, you're not going to have, you know, 20 people on stage at the same time. No, not, not going to do that for a while either. But there's other things you can do. Yeah. That That's not all that you can do. There's It's theater. You can do any, anything you want. Well, and maybe the new seasons will be more like this. They'll have different... They'll, yeah. have, they'll yeah. have the bigger well, shows. And there's ways to safely do it. Yeah. yeah, and we've become so ingrained um, as a theater industry in doing things a certain way. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, especially with from a programming standpoint, um, so many organizations are just about, you know, they can't function as a business model unless every show is a mega sellout hit. Yes. Well, that's, that's not a, I've always thought that was not a sustainable model. No. And that was never the way that we approached our programming choices, um, which is also why I think we've been able to kind of uh, weather this a little bit um, more smoothly with, with many of our audiences yeah. um, because they know that, that we're not in the business of always chasing the next sellout mm -hmm. show. Right. Um, 
we're we're in the business of doing a variety of shows um, and introducing them to works that they may not have known before. So there is a certain level yeah. of trust that has been built with our audience um, over time so that now we can do this kind of dark comedy um, of murderers is something that we've never done before. And the yeah. same with uh, with Outrageous Adventures. They they can trust that that the quality of the product is going to be the same even if they've never heard of the show right well, and i always find um i was looking through your seasons and i always do anyway and i just really find them all to be really interesting stories you do a good job i yes. think of, of really picking some <laughs> so the attack of the zoomatrons is what you have online <laughs> yes. right now like that kind of it's really always interesting and your art is always really um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you can tell that you're having the same artist. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's art there's a consistency to it. It really yes. is. It's really done well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, major credit to our associate artistic director, Tyler Rinney, um, who, in addition to running our education programming uh, okay. and directing a couple of the regular season shows every year, um, mm -hmm. he is also our resident uh, uh, graphic artist and uh, scenic painter. So he oh, okay. wears a lot of he wears a lot of hats, yeah. um, uh, and he does the he does all of our show logos. Um, and yeah. uh, he's been cranking out he's been cranking out more and more logos lately as we keep changing the season um, <laughs> as we keep doing these covid substitution shows you know usually yes. he, he designs all the artwork like in in march yeah. and he doesn't have to design any more artwork for a while yes. um, and, and so yeah no they're really right. they're really neat i like them they have a little bit of a retro feel and i like that no, it is nice. Some of them have like a little bit of retro feel. Yeah, no, it's all got like this. It. It, it's all it's all very consistent. It all has a theme, which I mm -hmm. uh, I really enjoy. Now, w one of the things uh, that's coming up pretty quick uh, that you guys are taking part in, helping out with, uh, is the Gage County Ghosts Historic Walking Tour. Uh, yes, which is yes. The, you said this is the, the the second year for this now. This is the second year that we have uh, been uh, scaring up this uh, special event. <laughs> Excellent. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, no, we uh, started last year um, as just kind of a, you know, everyone loves ghost stories. Oh, and yeah. uh, um, the idea from this actually came uh, at a at a fundraiser for another organization um, that was in a recently renovated uh, historic building here in downtown. Mm. Um, and uh, when we went on the tour of the building, they were telling about, oh, and and this, we think the place is haunted, and we think his name is this, and here's a picture that we took of this weird shadow, then there's no reason for a shadow to be there, and, okay. and stuff like that. And I thought, wow, that's really interesting. And I knew, and I knew that a couple of other buildings um, downtown were haunted as well. Yeah. And so we we developed this uh, this walking ghost tour, um, and then like. 15 years ago, I had gone on a walking ghost tour similar to this in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And it was just a really kind of fun way to spend an evening. Um, and so we created it last year as a fundraiser for the theater. And it turned out to be one of the best fundraisers we've had because uh, not only did it make money, but also it drew in a whole segment of our community who uh, would have never come to a theater fundraiser. Yeah. Um, oh, if yeah. they would have known that it was a theater, fun a fundraiser for the theater. I I don't care. Yeah, I don't go to that kind <laughs> of stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, after the tour, walk. yeah, yeah, you know, after the after the tours, uh, I ran into somebody who said, you know, I've lived in this county my whole life. I've never been in your building. I've never been in the museum because the museum is one of our stops. Uh, and um, it's like 
I had no idea all these things were here and that there was so much history behind all of it. Aww, neat. Uh, and, and, and this wasn't a young person. This was somebody, you know, probably 30s, 40s. Um, and so it was, a, it was a great way to engage a part of our community that we weren't reaching otherwise. That's great. Uh, and to That's tell cool. some spooky stories. Yes, <laughs> it's the perfect time of year too. It's a perfect time of year. So, there's a, yeah. so it's an outdoor walking tour with a few indoor stops. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. So especially um, so this year we expand. It was such a hit. We sold out last year. Um, right. So we expanded it to uh, two nights. It was just one night last year. So it's two nights uh, this year um, coming up on the ninth and the tenth. And um, we but with COVID restrictions, um, we did cut back the size of the tour. So we're only mm -hmm. taking ten people per group. Oh, fair enough. Uh, so that so that there's not a we're not uh, clustering a bunch of people together yeah. um and and we're not going inside as as often as we had last year we will still tell a couple of scary stories here in the theater um and we'll have a bar open uh at the theater uh so you can get a drink before you go out walking around um and then the tour uh will go uh, stop by uh, one of the really haunted buildings downtown. Um, we're just going to go into the museum. They've got some great stories um, and some video evidence of stuff too. Um, going to stop by the river where where there used to be a cemetery that uh, years and years and years ago, um, and tell some spooky stories there. And then we'll end <laughs> at the uh, at the Stone Hollow, Hollow Brewery downtown, um, which is the haunted building that gave the idea for the whole tour in the first place. Oh, neat. Excellent. So it's. It's a great way to spend the night downtown Beatrice, um, hear some fun ghost stories, um, and support uh, the theater all, all at the same time. That's really neat. Absolutely. I didn't know Beatrice was so haunted. Hey, yeah. I a lot didn't of angry really people either. Down there that died. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Well, God, the weather is no. going to be so nice and has been so nice. It's going to be a beautiful week. So oh, I this, hope so. It, it's going to be the perfect weekend yeah. for it. That'll yeah, be great. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So maybe um, we can put out there too just a few of the things that you you all are doing to stay safe and make people feel comfortable. So when they're coming into the theater, obviously they're going to be socially distanced inside the theater. But are there any other things that they can expect? Oh yeah, yeah. We we spend a lot of time uh, looking at what organizations all over the country were doing as we developed our pretty extensive um, uh, COVID-19 protocols. And those protocols extend not only to the, to the audience, but to the cast and crew of shows, to the ushers, um, to, to really everyone who is uh, involved with our organization. And right now it's, a, it's, I think it's like an 11 page long document and growing mm. almost daily um, as we anticipate new scenarios and things like that. Um, but uh, so, but for, from an audience standpoint, um, we do require everyone who enters our facility to be wearing a mask at all times when they are in our building. Mm -hmm. um, even if you're just sitting in the audience watching the show, you must have your mask on. Mm -hmm. um, that is non-negotiable. Yeah. Uh, and there are, there are no exceptions. Um, mm -hmm that that's that's a hard and fast rule if you feel like you can't comply with that you are welcome to purchase a streaming ticket for our shows is what we are right. telling people uh, yeah. yeah and that yeah, is why because... we 
and that it's yeah. why we offer one of the reasons why we offer the streaming option yeah. right. which um, is perfectly fine mm-hmm. yeah or they could pay um a thousand dollars for their ticket I guess I could. Yeah, I'll say that. Uh, well, I guess. <laughs> and then, I don't know. then they will have a private performance. <laughs> That's how much it costs okay. for a private performance. There you go. Uh, Fair enough. We all have a price. Fair enough. Yep. That's right. I yes, I have. A, I can be bought. Hey, it's uh, <laughs> all right. Um, but how cool um, a private performance that would be awesome. Yeah. But um, so so uh, but in addition to requiring everyone to wear a mask, we are currently doing uh, temperature checks for everyone as soon as they enter the building. Excellent. Um, there is uh all seating is physically distant um okay. I, I i hate the term social distance because there's no nothing social about it <laughs> right um, yeah, yeah and yeah. so it's physical distancing yeah um and uh so all seating is uh physically distant we also uh since our auditorium the seating isn't permanently mounted um we actually pulled out every other row of seats um oh, okay. so that so that if you're seated, you know, uh, at one end of the of the row and you have to get to the other end, you don't have to go by a couple of people and have them stand up and do that awkward shuffle, right. shuffle, shuffle. Yeah. Oops, I touched your butt. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, thing. Yeah. Um, instead, like instead they aisle. can. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, they can walk down where the seats for the other row would have been. They yeah. can walk across and step up without um, having to uh, get too close to someone else. Yeah. Um, we've also done uh, we've done a lot of extensive kind of behind the scene things, um, including. Uh, installing touchless features in all of our restrooms uh, so Ooh. it's like it's like living in the future you, know, you, <laughs> you, know, you go in and to wash your hands and you don't have to touch anything and the soap dispenser is automatic the paper oh. towel dispenser is automatic wow. um, it's so Neat. it's so it's magic um, <laughs> um, but we also we also have a really enhanced cleaning procedures that we are doing um, before and after every performance like everyone is doing um, and also uh, shortly we are going to be installing uh, air scrubbers into our HVAC system mm. uh, and so so uh, you're going to be breathing the cleanest air you can. Nice, um, that's great. Uh, so I and 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 uh, I'll preface this by saying I am not a medical professional, though I've played one on stage. <laughs> All uh, right, I bet you have a few uh, times. Good yeah. enough for me. Uh, I, I'm not a medical professional. I am not an attorney, but I would say that you are probably safer attending an event with all of our protocols and procedures in place um, than you are if you are going to walk into a grocery store right now right. Mm-hmm. Um, or enough. into a gas station yeah. um, because you know that everyone who is in that building is following the rules mm-hmm. um, and uh, that we are doing everything that we can to uh, to keep our doors open because we don't want an outbreak. Um, yeah. You know, we don't, we don't want to be uh, a, a, a reason that there's a cluster. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, so we, not. we are doing everything possible uh, to keep everyone safe. Neat. Fantastic. I love, I love all the things that you're doing. That's, that's really great. And actually in some ways, this virus thing is, is an introvert's dream, which is me. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, bigger seating. I don't have to sit close to people. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so many good things happening out of this. Oh, yeah. We, 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 we have gotten some compliments on the amount of leg room now that people have. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That they can really yeah, just stretch too. out yeah. because there's no seats in front of them. Everybody get used to yeah. it. Yeah. That's why, yeah. See, that's why I get spoiled. I go to Alamo Draft House and now I can't go anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But you have so you've got murderers coming murderers coming up in at the end of 
October. And then you do have mm -hmm. um, a few other things that are scheduled. You just don't have your dates yet. And that's uh, all available right. on your website. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We um, coming up in November, we are hoping we are still waiting to get the official clearance on rights. Um, but uh, uh, we are going to have a one man show um, mm -hmm. called Say Goodnight Gracie, which is about George Burns. Oh, nice. Uh, um, we have one of our one of our veteran actors who who uh, uh, is really excited uh, uh, about that project. Uh, um, yeah. And so we're going to start working on that soon. As soon as Dramatist gives me the rights, uh, <laughs> Dramatic <laughs> Publishing, Dramatic Publishing. If you're listening, I'm waiting for that email. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I bet um, they're busy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then also um, our after school program, which is currently um, on hold, we're not uh, having our middle school after school program right now. Um, but they are going to uh, probably start uh, start up here in a few weeks. Um, and they're going to be doing a holiday show. We found a wonderful show called um, Christmas Shorts or something like that. Um, and uh, that's going to uh, uh, involve uh, students in fifth through eighth grade. Um, but the great thing about that show is that uh, if something happens and we can't perform it in person, it's actually written. There's kind of an alt a couple of little changes you can do with it so that it can be performed via Zoom. Uh, and oh, so, okay. so we can we and and we can also have a lot of rehearsals via Zoom as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's that's how we're going to make sure that we keep uh, kids safe. These kids have been going to school together now you know, since uh, August. So, and, and we're also going to kind of keep them in their own, like the fifth, only the fifth graders will rehearse a scene together and only the sixth graders. And okay. so, so those kids have already been kind of in their own bubble as mm -hmm. it was. Yeah. Um, and so we're just borrowing that bubble. Um, but yeah, so that's through the end of the year. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, we've got the rest of the season hopefully coming up, uh, but we'll see what happens. That's we great. keep making these COVID substitutions, as yes. I call them. Well, I, you know, <laughs> got to be agile on your feet yeah, these days. Yeah, you, you so. really, you're pivoting well. Um, you, sir, also have a podcast. Ha-ha. <laughs> so because we're interviewing everyone... another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, because you know, everyone and their dog has a podcast right now. You know? <laughs> it's, uh, it's that time. It's free speech. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, uh, the th our theater um, has a podcast called Places Please, and that podcast we started it actually last February, and it's a pre-show podcast for all of our productions. Oh, neat. And and so it's kind of like if you would go to a 15 minute pre-show talk yeah. um, before you see a show and that's modeled on um, I do those those pre-show talks at the lead center all the time. And um, okay. it's kind of modeled after doing that. Mm -hmm. um, and so it includes uh, uh, the, some basic information about the shows. So it gives you kind of a quick rundown of, um, you know, when the show was written, who wrote it, a little bit about the playwrights, uh, how it was, the original production was received, um, just all that kind of you know, fun trivia. Yeah. Um, and then and then act two of the podcast um, that dives into an interview with someone involved with the show, either the director or an actor, or um, we just uh, opened the regular season officially with Silent Sky in September. And mm -hmm. uh, that show is set in the early 1900s and deals with uh, female scientists, 
um, and the suffrage movement and women's rights. Yeah. And coincidentally, our the Gage County Museum had an exhibit going on at the same time. And so we interviewed the museum director as part of that to, and she helped to place the time period in a little bit of historic context mm -hmm. uh, and talk about how that the suffrage movement uh, was uh, played a part in Beatrice as well. Cool. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, it, it was something that we started, like I said, last February. Um, we had one regular episode and then it everything got shut yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, so that's so right. we shift. It's still a great idea. It is. It yeah. is. Yeah. That, that's such a great idea. And I love having all that sort of pre-show content. And it helps build anticipation for the show. And it gives you a little behind the scenes background. And I love the fact that you're talking to you know, the directors or actors or whoever, but behind the productions, I think that's just great. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so when we've been able to have, you know, since we've uh, resumed regular productions, yeah. um, you know, we've, we've been able to have uh, those going again. Yeah. Um, and we did a special mini series um, in our, what we called phase one of our pandemic programming, um, which was called hold please. Yeah. Uh, was was the, the the mini series name of the podcast and also <laughs> what we branded all of our programming from, um, uh, end of March until uh, July um, was all branded with the hashtag hold please CP. Uh, and our website was redesigned with that branding in mind and everything else. Mm -hmm. uh, and so all of that programming, uh, or one of the things in that programming was the miniseries of the podcast, which we interviewed uh, several of the founders of the organization, um, because the Community Players was founded in 1975, and there still are a few of the founding members um, with us. Um, and so we interviewed some of them, talked about how the organization started. Neat. We tracked down people really all over the country. Uh, we ah. interviewed we interviewed somebody from Hawaii. Mm -hmm. We uh, uh, some of our people who have kind of grown up and gone on to do other things right. with their careers. Yeah. Um, and also we, we had one interview where we talked with like six members of a family who had all been in shows together and stuff. Oh, wow. Um, so it was, it was, it was a really fun mini series um, and a way to uh, reconnect and stay connected with, uh, yeah. with the community during, right. during the time when we were really, really, really uh, shut down physically. And, and I've really been impressed. Not only are your productions fantastic, it's totally worth the drive. And, uh, and, and you can just tell that by the reviews that Appearing Locally has done on yeah. your productions, just amazing productions. But you really go out of your way to, to engage with the community. I mean, the ghost walk and the workshops that you do and the after school programs and, um, you know, even the podcast, you, you do a really good job of that and reaching out and teaching theater. So thank you for that. Well, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the other things that we did too during, during our pandemic programming was, uh, we had a pop-up mural on the side of our building, oh, I saw uh, and we we invited uh, um, the community on a Saturday to come, and it was share your smiley face uh, is what the theme was, um, and so it was share what makes you happy. Right. And uh, we probably had 35, 40 people participate in that um, at various times throughout the day, and they were socially distant as they came and painted with temporary paint. Um, uh, but the nice thing about it is that that share your smile was painted on there and wasn't that was in regular paint. Um, and that's still on the side of our building right now. And I think that's important, too, for everyone to kind of see as they drive by our alley, yeah. you know, rem a reminder that smile. Right. It's important. Yeah. It's important for, for, for you, for your community, for your mental health to just smile sometimes. Yep. You feel better when you smile. I, I agree. <laughs>
<laughs> I totally agree. And I'm smiling right now, if you can't tell. Um, I, I totally am. What? What's wrong? Uh, now, <laughs> no, we we really appreciate you coming on and talking to us, uh, and yes, and we really appreciate uh, everything that that you and the community players are doing there to to restart theater and get it going again and doing it safely and uh, responsibly and uh, and presenting all kinds of different options mm-hmm. and and ways of doing it, and it's nice to see. The theaters that are doing uh, that that are now thinking outside the box and have become very agile and uh, and you guys are certainly one of them and uh, and thank you for that. And I have one more question. So you have on stage on your stage door you have um, on your website you have Attack of the Zoomatrons. What is that play about? <laughs> yeah. I don't think we talked um, about that, right? No, I don't I know think we talked, talked about what it was actually podcast, about. But... Yeah. 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 No, that was produced by um uh, our uh, summer youth program called, uh, called Stars of Summer. Um, and it, it is it was a play written for Zoom. Um, and uh, it's a bunch of kids and they're in a space battle or, or uh, it's kind of hard to describe uh, <laughs> um, but but it was one of those things where uh you know they performed it they, they rehearsed it for a couple of weeks and they performed it on zoom uh, and we recorded did a zoom recording of it um and because of the rights with that show we we're able to continue to have it available um to watch online that's great uh and so you can see some of the work that the kids did yeah. um, they, and they like created their own zoom backgrounds for their spaceships and, and things like that. Neat. And cool. uh, so that was, a, that was a, that was a fun thing that our education director put together. Um, and actually speaking of that too, there, there'll be, it's not on right now, but it will be eventually here. Um, uh, he had done a uh, one person show uh, during our shutdown, um, which we also recorded um, which was uh, him doing a dramatic reading of a story he wrote in fifth grade. Ah! <laughs> um, and it's like an hour long story. Oh my God. Um, that is uh, tremendous. Um, but so that's, that's, uh, that was available for, for several weeks uh, online. Um, <laughs> and we're going to put it back up because we were talking the other day. We're like, well, wait a minute. We own the rights to that. Oh, we yeah. don't have to. Right. We can. And, yeah. and uh, through, our, through our Vimeo channel, um, you can do pay-per-view videos. And so we're like, oh, we can put that up and have it up forever. It's fine as long as people pay for it. Yeah. yeah. You own it. Who cares? That's yeah. great. That's I, I am really impressed with all the different things that you have and that you've been able to, to do digital and you're going it's to be really doing cool digital for your upcoming shows and we really look forward to getting out there and seeing you and um we'll probably be bugging you too for the rest yeah. of your season because i know that things are a little bit tentative right now and you've got some really interesting shows that you have yeah, on deck. everything's kind of wait and so. see so we'll wait and see and then yeah yeah yeah, yeah we'll see where everyone is keeping their fingers crossed that after uh, the first of the year things will uh, hopefully clear up and we're hoping to gradually ease back into some larger shows um we've got some uh, hopefully we'll be doing uh, Clue, uh, Three Musketeers, and uh, Music Man uh, yeah. to wrap up Yay. to wrap up our, our season. I hopefully, yeah. um, and oh, then those uh, all sound wonderful. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. And then a bunch of shows that we had to cancel or, or that we dropped from this season are already part of our next season. Yeah. So we've got oh, cool. we've got half of half of next season already, you know, in the books. Yeah, so. fair enough. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Kind of nice. You won't have yeah. to worry yeah. for a little while. Yeah, yeah. So so script selection will be really easy this season. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> and you got extra time for the next one. So I'm so glad yep. that you guys are weathering this storm so well yeah. and thank you for all that you do to celebrate theater that's one of the reasons that we decided to do the podcast is we just yeah, sure. we want people to realize there's just so much theater out there to, to be had and it's not just it's not even um just theater it's the arts in general it's, it's there's a lot going on in this area. music and there, there really is there really is yeah. 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 So. Yeah. And I'm and I'm so glad that you guys have this podcast. Uh, it's a it's a great vehicle uh, to promote the real rich diversity of arts in in the state. Yeah. Um, and it's something that we can easily kind of forget that or, or fall into the trap of saying that, oh, it's just Nebraska. We don't have anything here. Um, but the, but you uh, look at everything true. that's going on here. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, and the the amount of support. And I know you've talked with Suzanne from the Nebraska Arts Council. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, and, you know, the work that they do there and with the cultural endowment mm -hmm. uh, and and we're, we're going to have license plates. Yes, uh, yes we got the license I, I plates. haven't seen if I haven't seen which one I had a preference. Uh, I, I did too, I, but no, I, 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 I haven't see no, seen no, the no, announcement no. of which one won <laughs> yet. <laughs> yes, we will be on that. We're we're just really um, thankful for your partnership so that we can help. Yeah, um, we just help. Try to get the word out. Help any way we can. That's our we, deal. We know it's a slow play. We know that we'll be doing this a while before it gets to the point where we want it to be but uh, we're, all, we're right. all in that boat so. slowly but surely yeah slowly but you but know it, it, yeah. if if things went quick and easy then it wouldn't be worth achieving right and then, and then everybody <laughs> exactly. would be doing it and you wouldn't want to do it anyway exactly so there yep. you go yeah. <laughs> we've already beat the odds and done more than what was it <laughs> seven episodes or something like that your average yeah. pods it sounds like you guys have too oh. yeah they have yeah. They the, have. the, the average I've been the to average theirs. podcast i think only lasts what do they say six or seven episodes uh -huh. oh really and then <laughs> and then goes away so yes so we have both beat the podcasting odds and if you get to 100 you're golden yeah, apparently, wow. apparently. Did, that is rarefied air. I, I read that somewhere. At at, at one hundred <laughs> episodes, apparently that's a that's a, that's quite the yeah. So slow and steady watch the watch for the series of episodes with me and my cat <laughs> talking about <laughs> doing a watch party of of uh, Stranger Things. Exactly. <laughs> I think that'd be great. Today we're going to watch Hamilton again on Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> Neat. Well, Jamie, thank you so much. Yeah, and thank, thank you, you for well, thank you for having me. For the arts. <laughs> okay. Did you do it? Thank you for listening and supporting the arts in the Platte River area and beyond. Please subscribe to our podcast so you are sure to catch all of our future episodes and join us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music for this podcast was used with permission by Screaming Skull Productions. See you next time on the Platte River Bard. <laughs>